Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. Marriott's on the move. What? Marriott's on the move. Again? Marriott's on the, Marriott's on the, Marriott's on the move. If you're dreaming about moving to a new city to pursue the life of your dreams, this podcast is for you. Moving 18 times in 23 years to five of America's top cities, I know it's not easy to make those decisions alone. I help you develop the dream, the plan, and the move, even if we need to get scrappy to get you there. I'll be doing interviews, career and city spotlights, and sharing my crazy moving stories, tips, tricks, and scams to avoid. Traveling to explore your dreams has never been easier. Now let's get moving. Well, hey, everybody. I am super excited to introduce my guest, Edward Whitehouse. He is the general manager of Top Notch Moving, where he manages sales, operations, and finances. Um, Edward's been with the company for a year and a half and five years in the moving industry. So he's got a ton of stuff that he's going to be bringing to the conversation today. Um, But he's really... uh, committed to ensuring that Top Notch has the best possible service for their clients. And I truly believe that we have had several conversations, even leading up to this conversation between emails and texts and um, just kind of getting to know him. So I think that you're going to love the conversation. Um, When he's not working, he can be found cheering on his favorite sports teams out of New York. Everybody that listens to the podcast probably knows by now that I lived in New York. I was on the Upper East Side, went to a lot of Yankees games. So I'm glad that you're a Yankees fan, first off. Um, But you also cheer for the Giants and the Rangers. um, And I got to meet briefly your lovely little golden retriever. So Ed, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Um, yeah, excited to uh, kind of get 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 the ball rolling. Yeah, well, first and foremost, I'd love for you to tell me about Top Notch because I know you're a family-owned uh, and operated moving company, and I prefer that over somebody that's you know working with a broker or a big van line. Um, so you're out of Hackensack, New Jersey, which I have actually been to, and I have friends that listen to the podcast that live there. So you might have a small little network that I get to introduce you to if they there ever move. Um, but yeah, tell me a little bit about Top Notch and kind of how you got involved with them, what you love about them. Like, you know, tell us about what you guys do. Yeah. So outside the Billy Joel reference that everyone likes to uh, mention. Um, So my, uh, my good friend, David, uh, he had been in the moving industry for a while, um, was working as a driver at a local moving company in New Jersey. um, And I had connected with him through friends and we'd both been in the moving industry and we wanted to kind of collaborate on, you know, a new venture to kind of, um, I guess, to re-energize or rethink um, the moving industry. You know, a lot of movers are here in New Jersey, um, but they don't really take a family-owned approach that we kind of embrace. So we kind of handhold all of our clients start to finish, whether it's a 
small apartment job or you're moving a loved one to a senior care center, or you're going across the country, we kind of treat everyone as if they're our own. Um, you know, we had probably a lot of hardships initially, um, but we have kind of, you know, found our way and now we're year four um, looking to continue to grow. I mean, moving is interesting because I don't care how many times you've done it. It still sucks sometimes. Right. And so like, if you yeah. have a mover that is va like just completely absent in the conversations or you can't get a hold of them, or you just feel like you're not being taken care of up front, like subconsciously, I feel like we go to that place where we're like, are they really taking care of my stuff? Like, I know they're yeah. like pecking it yeah. all up and they're putting it on trap and like, what if I never see it again? You know? Yeah. So that's, yeah. it is scary. So I always use the fun fact and, you know, I don't know if it's actually true because if you ask some of your friends, according to industry legend, people say they move 11 times in their entire life. Um, so obviously that's a lot. One, two, it's probably like the second most stressful thing, I think also uh, that people face in their life. So, you know, when yeah, you I've have the stress of second to divorce, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> Right. Yep. So um, with it already being a stressful point in people's lives, they neglect to try and prepare for it because they don't even know where to start. Um, where movers come in and where we like to come in is like, all right, you have people that have been here before. We know what we're doing. Let's take a deep breath and kind of like just scope out what this job's going to be. Yeah. Um, so whether it's, you know, a small local job or if they need packing, we bring in, you know, partners that we work with to make the process more streamlined, less stressful. And, you know, at, at the end of the day, you know, efficient and nothing's broken, damaged. Um, but like you were saying, it's uh, it's something that in New Jersey, we have a huge problem with um the rogue movers. And that's something that I would love to talk to talk to you about, because I don't know if you have faced that in North Carolina. I don't know if you've heard about rogue movers or unlicensed movers. Yeah, I there. I feel like it's getting more and more sophisticated, more and more scammy, just because we've got the internet and you can Google and they can, you know, change their name a million times. Yep. But yeah, I mean, I think one thing that people don't realize is that the local movers sometimes do long distance moves. So like if you have yep. a local mover like Top Notch, you could literally use them for a long distance move and they don't often realize that. But so like yeah. talk talk me through a little bit between, you know, the local versus the long distance, like, you know, as you see it from where you yeah. are. Yeah. And then about these rogue movers and like how that, like how you kind of avoid working with them or how you even like sniff them out, right? When you're talking yeah. to them. Yeah, I mean, it's really tough, like you said. So to answer your first question, local versus long distance. So we at Top Notch, our local kind of definition is a little bit bigger than probably okay. most, only because we like to cover New Jersey as a whole. Generally speaking, we'd like to keep a certain radius of where we are in Hackensack to do the pickups, but we're not going to say no if we have a friend or referral or, you know, anyone that calls us, you know, so we appreciate if someone calls us looking for us that we're going to provide a good service for them. So we pick up and service anywhere in New Jersey. Um, now, like you said, you could probably find a local moving company that may be down in South Jersey, um, which is considered for me, anything lower than Bergen County. There okay. is such thing as a central Jersey, I guess it's coming into legislation. But um, if you find like a more local moving company in the town that you're in, you know, you're probably going to get a little bit better price than instead of top notch driving 
two hours to your pickup. Um, and then in, in terms of the long distance, um, that's a little bit trickier in the sense that we offer what we call a direct delivery for clients. So say you're in New Jersey and you're looking to move to Florida. We're getting a lot of people moving to Florida. Another tidbit, the in the past five years, New Jersey has more outbound than inbound. More people are moving away from New Jersey than into New Jersey. Um, and that's kind of, unfortunately, the same three or four reasons. People like nicer weather. With COVID, mm -hmm. obviously, you don't need to be commuting into the city or being in, in like a, an urban area. And then taxes and, you know, there's things I can go on and on and on. Yeah. Um, but when you're looking for, like you said, a local moving company, some people think, oh, only because we're based in New Jersey, we're not going to travel to Chicago, Texas, Tennessee, Maine, you know, North Carolina, South Carolina. You know, we can provide that service um, and we do that directly. So we will pick up your items and depending on where you're going, we can get it to you within a reasonable time frame. And that reasonable time frame is within 36 hours to 48 hours. Um, oh, wow. We do have to follow the rules and regulations of the Department of Transportation and the Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration. Um, <laughs> just because, yeah, it is a mouthful. So everyone does, you know, code words, DOT, and yeah. then FMCSA. I or, have to think you, about it yeah. every single time too. I like right? FMCSA. <laughs> like I have to, I see so, it in my head. So many acronyms. Yeah. Um, and so when we're going long distance, you can only drive a certain amount of time. There's uh, way stations you have to go into each station, uh, each state. So it does get a little bit of a lengthier process, um, but you are getting a full service, meaning, you know, what we provide is, you know, full disassembly of your furniture. We bring the moving blankets, the wrap and pad it, then we'll load the boxes in, then we'll load the furniture in and then head down to said location. Once we're down there, you know, we have our, own team, you know, with top notch from New Jersey, the same crew that's picking it up is going to be delivering it down to your location. Um, and that's huge. So here's the thing, like my moves and I, like I've made the mistake many times. I've never used a direct mover candidly um, right. because I've moved to five of America's top cities. A lot of times when I was moving, I was part of a load, you know? So if yeah. we're doing like a moving one-on-one and like getting back to the basics, so what, what they'll do is they'll, um, and by they, I mean like a semi-truck. So if it's a, you know, standard three bedroom, two bathroom house, like they assume you have somewhere between, you know, 10 and 15,000 pounds, you're going to share a semi-truck with probably two or three different homes, depending on how much stuff you have. And so what they do is they'll, they'll pick it up with a smaller truck. They'll bring it to a warehouse. They'll compile yep. everything into, you know, one big semi. And that's like putting your stuff all the way up to the ceiling and, you know, yep. smashing it all in. I mean, I, yep. Like I typically would have one moving group come in and load it. And if they weren't actually bringing the semi to me, um, they would, you know, bring it to a different truck. Like, so for New York city, for example, like they can't bring a semi into the city, right? Yeah. So you yeah. have to, so you're, you're essentially paying for the, the move that they pick up the semi that drives it across, then the, you know, the moving onto a smaller truck and then delivering it into the cities. You're paying for, you know, sometimes two or three moves, 
Um, And people don't realize that, right? And especially crossing state lines, that gets expensive. But so a direct move means you are physically picking my stuff up here in Charlotte, North Carolina, and you are driving it physically to Chicago. And then you're coming back with an empty load unless you have another move that's bringing you from Chicago to Jersey, right? Correct, correct. Now, I think you touched on a couple of things that I wanted to kind of emphasize. So, you know, when you are looking at what you're calling a consolidated load, you have to be very wary and read the contract very specifically as to what you're signing up for. Because like you said, a lot of these um, nationwide companies are switching hands, meaning, you know, they may have a local guy picking up the load. And then, like you said, they'll load everything up. Now they're taking everything off. Then they're putting it into a warehouse. Then they're putting it on a tractor trailer. So then it compounds the percentages to damages, things getting lost, things getting stolen, things getting mixed up. So although you are getting a rather discounted or cheaper price than what you would be getting from a local family-owned direct moving company, there are, you know, cons for that. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, it doesn't mean to say that if you are, you know, moving a one bedroom from New York down to Miami and you're not in a rush, that that's not a great route to go because there are still, you know, legitimate or, you know, companies that do their due diligence and make sure that it's ran correctly. But I think one thing going back to the moving basics is that there's a lot going on people are super sensitive and super emotional of what's happening that they don't really figure out like, Oh, I see a box truck here and it's a tractor trailer here. And now it's, so there's a lot of components and it's not really like, you know, ABC, all your ducks in a row and you visually see it. You see your, your stuff getting loaded onto a truck and then you don't really realize that it's may not be the same truck or it's an attractive trailer and it's changed hands because they don't, they don't want to tell you that, you know? Right. It's hectic. And you're, you're at that point when you're receiving your stuff. I mean, they have up to what, six weeks. I mean, they could give you a three day window, but it like, it could take up to six weeks. I've heard scams. Um, and, and I'm going to be interviewing, I think we're, we're trying to set it up right now. The Florida Senator who is trying to get legislation passed about the scams that are coming into Florida, because they may start in New Jersey, but when that person gets to Florida, and their stuff doesn't get there for, I heard like one article I read um, was almost a year and like her daughter in New Jersey was chasing after these guys. Nobody could get a hold of them. She still hadn't gotten her stuff. And it was a year later, she even moved her car with them. So, but that now becomes Florida's problem, right? So now she resides technically in Florida and that's who she has to place the complaint with. But you did touch mm-hmm. on something really important. And you you don't know if things are getting stolen or broken or anything. And you really don't know that until your stuff's in the house. Like I had two glass covers to go over my matching set of um, dressers that are like have literally been in my family for a million years. Like I think I've had these dressers for 20 years. And I know, you know, the, the family member that had them before me probably had them for 40. I can't, I mean, I can go and get another glass piece made, but I didn't even realize that it was missing until like, two weeks until I had like unpacked everything. And I was like, what the hell? So by that point, like if they break something on site, a lot of times the drivers will like literally try and pay you in cash for them. Like I had one, um, we'll call him Frank. Frank was a piece of work. And I, I still have, I have so many nightmares about Frank, but 
like Frank actually knocked over an entire box of wine glasses that were from my great grandparents. And he like kept trying to like pay me for them because he didn't want me to put an insurance claim in because he gets dinged on that. Right. So yep. I know that they're like insurance inherently is good, yeah. right? Because you want your stuff insured, but like what when you are signing these contracts, I know that adds yeah. a lot of money. Like why yeah. is insurance good? And like, what are your options? Cause you can decline okay. it, but then you're like taking a huge risk. Yeah. So that's probably number two, most frequently asked question for movers. And there's, I'm going to try and make it as concise as possible when I try and explain to clients. Cause like you said, the contracts are mm-hmm. bigger than the screen here. You know, that's in fine print. And they try and just make you sign it and rush through it. And you're not really educated on it. So in New Jersey, another fun fact, we are actually, well, this is for local moves. We have the highest payout, which is $1 per article per pound. So it's done by we, which is weird. And and I think the long story short is that when they first, the first ever legislation came out for movers is the only way that, you know, how shipments are, you know, weighed and, and calculated is through weight. So um, it's done by weight and it's done $1 per article per pound. So for you don't have distance, to pay. Right? It's oh, no. Per so pound. long distance, so long pound, distance long, is yeah. actually worse. Okay. It's 60 cents per pound. Oh, geez. So, okay. Yeah. So um, I guess the, the idea being is that a lot of movers, especially a family-owned moving company, and not to put it in the clients, you know, make negative lie on the clients is that they're going to say that their furniture is worth X and X is going to be greater than Y and Y is going to be your cost for the move. So why is a mover going to take that liability to move someone's stuff when they say that their stuff is more and, you know, they're going to want everything back. So right. I guess the fair compromise, which really is slighted towards the movers um, which is not great to be honest to the client, but for a mover, it gives it gives some sort of closure to the client that at least they try. Um, so it's sixty cents per pound. It's free of charge for any mover to provide it to the client. Now, when the client's signing it, they're not realizing like, hey, I brought a brand new flat screen TV that I spent thirteen hundred dollars on, and that weighs twenty pounds. The movers are like, hey, here's a twenty dollar check for your TV. You know? Oh my gosh, I didn't so even realize the- that. Yeah. So the two other options that you can you can do is unfortunately it's well and in my case since we're family owned and operated it's outsourced. Mm-hmm. If you're moving with a national van line company, United, Atlas, Mayflower, they do have a um, full valuation insurance policy, but again, it's an added cost to the move. Okay. Um, which if you're looking for insurance and peace of mind and everything like that, it's nice to have that coverage. Um, so to go do back have, to it. Well, I was gonna oh, say, go do you have more, um, like if, if I were to have you guys pack my stuff, do I have more leeway on that? Or is it just like, this is yes, what the rules are? Yes. Okay. Yes. So good question. So in movers terms, it's called PBO pack by owner. If you okay. pack the stuff you are responsible because we have the training to make sure everything's properly padded, protected, crated, et cetera. So if you pack the stuff and we move it and you know you don't pack it properly, it's not on the mover because you packed it, unfortunately. Um, it. So the two other, just to wrap, go back to what you're saying, the two other points you can do is 
full valuation. Um, we have a third party moving insurance company that we refer a client to. And again, it's a full process. They ask you how much your stuff's worth, and then they write you a policy based on what you value your property at. But then it's an additional cost on your move, and you may not even use it. Um, and then the third option would be is if you have um, homeowner's insurance, it's very rare, especially when you're going out of state, that um, an insurance company is going to cover it because you're crossing state lines. But there are potential ones, I think. But that's an interesting point to bring up, like checking with my insurance agent. And like, yeah. I wonder if there's like a writer or something that they can do, um, know knowing State that I would Farm, be moving. Yeah. I know State Farm has some sort of policies, but again, um, a lot of things are moving because there's a lot of moving parts and there is high probability of damages and scratches. Um, people are wary, whether it's insurance for trucks, workman's comp, and uh, warehouse. It's a, it's a high cost for a moving company to be run, mm. but you do have options. So just be very careful as you're doing a due diligence process, which I'm more than happy to quickly go through. If you're looking for a mover, um, questions to ask and things to consider when you're looking for it, especially with insurance, because again, you have family heirlooms that are, you know, invaluable to you. Do you want to risk it to the movers and you pay 60 cents and they're going to be like, Hey, sorry, we broke it. Here's, you know, a $200 check <laughs> yeah. because that's all we're obligated to pay. Right. So, well, let's take a break and yeah. we will hit that when we come back. All right. Welcome back, everyone. So, Ed, we have lots of different things that we can discuss, and I know it won't be the last time you're on the podcast. So I do want to kind of take a step back. Um, so, you know, I'm Susie Q that wants to move to, say, Chicago. Where do I okay. start? Right. So, you know, say I'm in Charlotte, which I am, um, and mm -hmm. I want to move long distance. Um where do I start? Like, what questions do I ask when I call a mover? Where do I look? Do I get on the Better Business Bureau? Do I trust Google? Like, where do I start? Great question. And I feel like this is a important thing for people to, to kind of listen to and think about. So I would always say, if you can, the first option would be is, does your realtor know anyone? Because I feel like the realtor, they've been intimate with you throughout the process. And they normally have a plethora of you know, people that they can contact. So that would be my first thing, uh, first place to look for it. Second is if you do go on what we were just talking about earlier, the FMCSA, and you look by state, you can find licensed movers that are in your town that can offer long distance. That's number two. Number three, and I'm always wary about saying this, is you can go on Google, but with advertising, there's going to be sponsored ads of, you know, national moving companies that are or franchises that, you know, will be saying, hey, you can move to Chicago for $1,700, which, you know, people see that's a, a low flag. price and they're like, that's <laughs> boom, I want that. Yeah. Give me that. And then it goes to a website. And then the this 
you know, advertisement, you put in your phone number, email, and then all of a sudden your phone goes buzzing like crazy because guess what? It put it onto a portal where movers are looking to find people like you going long distance. So I would be wary of that. So what I would say is, you know, if you're looking on Google, I would Google, you know, local movers, Charlotte, North Carolina, and then do not go to the ads, scroll down (laughs) a little bit. And then normally there's a map of Charlotte and they're going to have moving companies there. And this may be a, a ridiculous thing to say, but just the other thing I would say is look on their website, click on their website, see what they have, make sure that they don't have stock photos, check out their reviews. You know, if they have 10 reviews and they're, you know, 3.8, I would like maybe look at someone else say, you know, hey, here's, you know, North Carolina moving company two that has, you know, maybe 80 reviews and it's five star. You you want to figure out a moving company that, you know, has decent reviews that has, you know, not paying for Google reviews. So go to their website, go to their reviews. Um, as we were discussing before, a third thing, Better Business Bureau. Um, again, that has people that are verified. So you make sure they have a DOT, uh, MC, which is a motor carrier's number, and they're verified. Um, only because, like you say, you don't want to get trapped um, with unlicensed movers or rogue movers. And then this is a big thing that you were asking, we were talking about before, is when you're going out of state, do not have, or if someone starts calling you because you put your name on an advertisement and they're going through, you know, they're asking their due diligence questions of, are you an apartment, you're in a house, and they're just giving you a price over the phone, I would say, hey, I'm Susie Q. I would like to meet representative yes. of this moving company. If, if they're a legitimate moving company, they're going to want to send someone out there because they want to understand the scope of the job. Yeah. Meaning if you're in an apartment building, they want to see where the trucks can be able to park. Um, you know, is what we, in the moving industry, we ask if there's a long carry, meaning, you know, how far the truck is to the elevator and then from the elevator to your apartment. There's like these things that you you need to consider. And then when you go to the apartment, how much packing assistance do they need? Do they have a lot of fragile items? Do, you know, they have a lot of wood furniture where we're going to need to bring a bunch of material. So if someone's giving you a price over the phone, I'd say like, that's great and all, but I would love to have a representative or an estimator or the owner to come out and see it because that's how we pride ourselves on is, you know, unless people, someone's moving last minute and they need a mover, um, we try and have someone go out there. Now, I I always recommend that though. In fact, I recommend people get three bids. And the reason I do it because you know, inherently your spidey senses will go up if somebody makes you feel skeevy. And if somebody's feeling slimy, like most likely you're going to feel that way through your entire move. But if I meet somebody and they educate me and they tell me, you know, they walk me through the contract. I think that's the other thing too, is that like, physically walking through what you're signing and not pressuring you to sign it like that to me, I've had some really wild situations and some, I mean, most of the moves that I've made have been for relocations for my company. So I had a budget 
But I also still knew that like going into that, if, if like one mover is telling me this is going to cost me $10,000 and another moving, you know, mover is telling me it's going to cost me four, there's a pretty big discrepancy here and I need to figure it out. But, but the reason I tell people to have three bids and to have someone physically come to your house is you are always, always, always going to underestimate the amount of stuff you have. Your books alone, you have one bookshelf, your books alone could be 150 pounds, you know, and you don't realize it. Right. But I mean, when you're packing those boxes, you're like, okay, well, I'm going to put these in small boxes because they're heavier. Like that yep. stuff adds up all your decorations, your files yep. here. I mean, people don't realize how much stuff they actually have and how much it actually like the pounds it is. And when you're moving long distance, you pay by the pound. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, we can get into the packing and I was laughing when, um, when you mentioned packing, because the packing, you guys go to physical packing seminars. I mean, they, they yeah. might be like, from the 1960s, but like, yeah. but they teach you how to pack it. Right. And as a POB or, you know, somebody doing it on our yeah. own, like, you know, we're going to bubble wrap it. We're going to do as well as we can, but like, there's, there's uh, something to be said for having you guys pack it if you're in a rush as well. So, I mean, there's a lot of things to think about and like, you guys are going to estimate best. Like, you, you know, like I, I just happen to know that I have about 11,000 pounds worth of stuff. So if somebody tells me right. I have 15,000, I'm like, you're a big fat liar. Cause I've done this 18 <laughs> times, but <Yeah. laughs> like, but that's another thing too, is like on a local move, you pay by the hour typically. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess, um, I just wanted to throw in two things. Yeah. Um, whenever people start the moving process and, you know, they say, hey, you know, our moves in two weeks, you know, I'm going to start the packing. I always give a client a call a week before to be like, hey, Miss Jones, just want to let you know we're doing your move in a week. I know you said you started packing the items. How's it going? And uh, maybe it's an exaggeration, but at least six times out of 10, nope, they're like, it's oh, it's true. going fine. And then two days later, Edward, you need to come, or, you yeah. know, you, we need you to come the day before to start packing because it just gets overwhelming. Like you start yeah. packing and you say, okay, I'm going to conquer the bookshelf tonight. And then I'm going to conquer the kitchen here. And I'm going to conquer the bedroom. And then you're like, wow, this is a lot mm-hmm. of things I got to pack one, two. I definitely didn't realize that how much stuff I've accumulated, whether you're long there it takes. for a year, yeah, for 20 years, 30 years, 40 years. And then, you know, you're like, Oh my but God, that's I why can't I get coach. this done. I, I will give you a quick story and I will not name names. Yeah. She's probably going to like kill me because I think she listens to the podcast, but um, <laughs> I have a friend that, um, and I won't even say the city because it'll kind of give it away, but I have a yeah. friend that um, it was a multifamily home and they had never moved. Uh, her mom hadn't moved in like 35 years. Um, the situation was around divorce. So they were moving into another home and she herself had never moved. So I called her a couple weeks in advance. Uh, and I said, you know, Hey, do you want me to come over? We can do a packing party. I'll bring some pizza. Uh, you know, like I'm a, I'm a really hands-on coach when I'm like there helping somebody, but I, you know, I, I kept getting the, like the Heisman and they're like, no, 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 it's okay. You know, I think I got this under control. I think we're good. And literally like my spidey senses were like, she's not packing. I don't know why. Like, I just, you know, like I, I just, the yeah. conversations we were having, I was like, okay, well, are you on your AirPods right now or AirPods? And are you packing <laughs> boxes right now? Cause I don't hear anything in the background. But so we literally, um, I show up that day and a little tip for everybody. Like I'm a big, big proponent of like the first thing you do when you get up is you eat because 
what, like it is so chaotic on moving day yeah. that you forget to eat. You forget to drink water. You forget to do a lot. Like half the time people show up and they like, haven't even showered or anything. And like, you, you know, and then your day is already chaotic and it's dusty and all this stuff. But anyway, so I get there that morning. So, and I even called her the week, two weeks before a week before. And I was like, well, let me just come over and see. Right. right. And she's like, Oh, you know, we're, we're kind of, you know, shuffling around and my daughter's got this. And so long story short, I show up, the movers are going to be there at 10. I show up at eight 30 breakfast in hand. Everybody Look sits down and I'm looking around and I go, um, so is this the house we're moving? And she's like, Oh well, yeah. my goodness. I didn't see a single box anywhere. I oh. was like, um, do you have boxes? What? I was literally like, Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. And I know the movers, like, you know, this, cause you do moves right. weekly, but the movers are on a mission. They, and this yeah. is a local move, right? But they, yeah. they're booked by the hour and they don't always just have one move in a day. Sometimes they have two. So they had them booked from like 10 to three and they're like, oh, we don't have that much stuff. Well, oh my gosh, they had 35 years worth of stuff. And I literally was like, I just went into like, like, um, I can't even think of the word, but I, I just went into like ordering people around mode. Yeah. And I just was like, call your sister and her husband, tell her to bring as many boxes as you can. You start in that room. Where's your boyfriend? Tell him to start in that room. And I'm like running around. So I, like, I did a quick time video as I'm like going into her office and I'm like, oh my gosh, there's stuff everywhere. Like I'm pulling her mom's wedding dress out of the closet. I'm, no. I mean, like, I am like, oh my gosh. And the, and now it's like nine 30 and I, and the movers are like showing up and I was like, oh my God, they're going to kill us. And so I, I literally had said, you guys, they haven't moved before, you know, like we're going to need some help. And they were so gracious about it, but they ended up canceling their second move or pushing it back to the next day because they hadn't been prepared enough because they didn't yeah. know. And so part of why I do what I do and like wanted to do this podcast to give people tips and have people like you on the show is to walk through it before you get yeah. there. Right. Like yeah. this is such a big deal because your experience is one thing, but the movers, they have to, they have an experience too. And we want them to have a good experience as well. Cause people tip like shit. Sorry. Yeah. Well, I have two things to, to add to your point. So one my favorite thing I hear on the phone whenever I get, I send someone over a proposal and they're looking for movers. They're, my favorite thing I hear is, I think my friends and I are going to do when I hear the price. And I was like, well, you might have the best friends on planet earth because I don't know after a certain age, yeah. people Nobody are like, hey, let me just take, yeah, let me just take a day off or when my day is yeah. off or I'm trying to hang out with my family or, you know, enjoy my weekend, yeah. let me go stress out and go help move my friend. Oh, so yeah. I always think it's super funny. And you're actually probably the one person on planet Earth <laughs> that wants no. to be like, hey, on my day off, let me go check in on the move because I, know. It I brings guarantee me joy, you ask but... your friends, if you ask your friends or if I ask my friends, hey, They're scattering like cockroaches. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> So no. that's my favorite thing is when I hear people saying that their friends are going to help because I want to be like, can I be your, your friend's friend too? Because that's yeah. awesome. I want a friend like that. Yeah. Um, and then the second thing, just to, like you said of moving stories, if we're trading stories mm -hmm. back and forth, you know, I don't, I not recently, but I think, you know, six or seven months ago, we literally were talking to the client 
you know, we, we like to be very proactive and communicative throughout the process. So, you know, there's no surprises or if there's things in a real estate transaction, the closing fell through X, Y, Z that were prepared and ready to go. We call them no answer. You know, this was in an apartment. It was an apartment move. So the, the doorman was like, you know, calls up elevator. Yeah. Well, long story short, the person slept through their alarm, you know, it was two hours late and I literally drove, knocked on the door and the lady was like, sorry, I completely fell asleep. Like normally you talk to people who are moving, they would be up at the crack of dawn. But this lady was literally, like I said, in her PJs, still (laughs) like on move day, acting like it was just a standard walk in the park. I was like, this is going to be one of those fun moves that, you know, she's going to wake up like her body is going to wake up and she's like in full, like, wow, I'm really moving. And like you said, when the guys are, are, you know, where, where we are, how we run, like the move on the day is, although we go see it in person, our driver or foreman's not seeing in person. We have an itemized list and we kind of break it through the, through each room. So when we get to said house, they're walking through each room doing kind of a walkthrough to make sure they know what they're bringing. And of course, like you said, Oh, you know, we're going to bring this, bring that, you know, that's my favorite yeah. too is, yeah. you know, magically all of a sudden everything starts coming. Oh, we weren't going to bring this. Oh yeah. We're going to add this, yeah. which is no problem because at the end of the day, whatever the client wants, we're going to move. They just have right. to understand that, you know, you have to be patient as we do this because they want to get it done, done, done just because it's super stressed stressful yeah. for them to do so well like the you same said, friend I... <laughs> the same friend like i literally go into a bedroom and she, like she had the door like the closet door props closed and i was like what's in there and she's like what nothing and i was like what's in there and i opened it and it's like a dresser and she's like well i was just gonna throw it in my car i'm like that dresser is not fitting in your kia empty <laughs> it out right now let's get this going but oh my gosh that yeah. How do you sleep through a move? I literally am up at like four 30 in the morning, showering, eating, getting ready. Yeah. And I'm like putting all the stuff like the loose ends and stuff together, but that's terrifying. Um, let's take a quick break. Yeah. All right. Well, welcome back. Um, so a couple of things I want to talk about. One of the things that you said right before we went on break was, um, that a foreman will go in. That's what I, that was the word I couldn't remember foreman. I literally walked in like a foreman, but so when a moving company gets there on moving day, a foreman mm-hmm. does typically walk in the room and point, you know, you point out what's going to go, what's not going to go. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's talk through like that part, like what to expect. And is it like hourly that you're paying? Is it, um, by the pound that you're paying? And, you know, we'll kind of talk a a little bit about that stuff. Yeah. So it kind of varies based on the moving company in the sense that, you know, when people do local jobs, I think 90% of the moving companies are going to want to do an hourly rate 
we do hourly rate in the in, in the reason being is that if we take less time than what we're estimating then the client's not paying for more time um you know we try and be fair and we do these due diligence in-home consultations you know actually one thing that we did a lot more of and you know with ai and zoom is um doing virtual in-home consultations oh. and the moving industry and we can have a whole nother kind of podcast on how archaic and old school the moving industry <laughs> yeah. is but how it can come up to speed with all this new technology is there are new softwares that as you do these zooms it's picking up the uh the items that you're looking to bring um but to go back to the hourly versus flat rate you know we charge based on the volume that you're going to bring from point A to point B. And then some other things that are kind of wrapped up in this hourly is what we call travel, meaning the fuel mileage tolls. Because unfortunately, in New Jersey, there's a ton, a ton of tolls of everywhere. And when you're in a truck, it's even more expensive. And then with gas. So it, it's very broken down the contract. And, you know, the travel fee is unfortunately fixed because it is what it is with, you know, the total miles that we're driving and the tolls that we have to do. But the hourly rate is, you know, based on an estimate of how long it takes. And a lot of clients like going the hourly route because there's the incentive for us as a mover and for them that if it does take less time, you know, the customer is not paying for that. Now, there's a 10% of movers that do this flat rate price. And some clients like that flat rate price because it's one price and they're not going to have to worry if it goes over or anything like that. However, it's generally higher than an hourly rate company because from a back-end mover's perspective, we have to assume the worst and it's going to take a 14-hour day. Right. And, you know, customers would like that peace of mind like it's one price. Um, when we go out of state, we do use flat rate. But generally speaking, with local moves, we're going to do it by the hour. And it's kind of based on preference. I like to to educate customers that hourly might be the better way to go only because we can reduce it down, but then clients tend to push back. Like what if it takes more, which generally speaking, if you have a legitimate moving company, they went out to go see it with Google maps and earth. We can kind of see what the building is like, whether it's a house or apartment. And if it goes, if normally we don't go over and if it does go over, it's by slight view, and most people are kind of understanding because all movers are trying to get the job done. They're not trying to lallygag outside. Right. Let me take a snap or a, a Snapchat. Let me do a reel on Instagram. Like they, they unless you're that, me, yeah, <laughs> and I'm doing or, it in the background anyway. Good content. <laughs> um, so they want to get the job done. So yeah. I try and tell clients, yes, you know, they're always like, well, what if it goes over? I was like, you know, there there could be a chance, but generally my guys want to get done. They want to be efficient. Yeah. You know, they want to get home at a reasonable hour. It, it's labor intensive. These guys don't want to be lifting furniture all day, you know? Right. Um, and it's, and there's usually like a minimum, um, like correct. I've seen a two or three hour yes. minimum. And that's, I mean, in general, it's always, always, always going to take longer to load the truck than it is yes. to unload the truck. Right. So they can true. unload it in so like an true. hour. <laughs> yeah. Like my think... move took nine hours. They took them nine hours. And this is going back to Frank. Frank and his one and a half men took literally nine hours to load my house. And I, and I, I've been through this so many times that I know right. on average it's about five. Right. And that's with like, right. I buy them lunch. 
Um, I, you know, like I, I still tip that's, them. That's amazing. I do all that. Nice. I, well, cause I mean, these people are taking my life in their hands and they're doing it. So I physically don't have to, you know? So right. I think at the very least, and this is not just a courtesy, this is like, at the very least you buy them lunch and whatever they want, right. you ask them, you don't just tell them what they're getting. Yeah. Um, and then you have to tip them well. And yeah. I would love to hear from your perspective, what a good tip is, because I, I have what I think a good tip is, um, man, I, throw me on the spot. So what I, know. I well, do you what want to hear I what generally... I say is, and you can confirm or deny? Well, so this is what I say, and this might be okay. a cop-out. And, and well, first, I appreciate people like yourself that, you know, these guys do very intensive labor work. Yes. It's, you know, literally backbreaking to do it. Mm -hmm. So I, you know, anytime a client, like, brings a ice chest of Gatorades, water, you know, snacks, food you know it's amazing um because at least it's gotten better but more, you know there was a time where people weren't doing that and you know it's not fair to the guys but my what i tell clients is look we appreciate your business you know if tip is not included we appreciate the tip these guys you know work hard so if you can um you know give a tip that'd be great you know, some say X percentage. I don't want to say the percentage because sometimes it changes, it changes. per move. Yeah. So what I tell clients and what I tell my drivers every time, because I try and go see my drivers every day before they go out, you know, hey, we have a piano move. Let's make sure we got a piano board, extra straps. Hey, this is this elevator building. We know where it is in Hackensack. Bring two or three extra dollars. So you have, you know, little tidbits of, of of what we have and then you know we always have a whole pallet of water that we give our guys um but see, you know to give a percentage see i it, don't do the percentages so i always it depends for me and this is just me so you can tell me if i'm a if i'm a terrible right. tipper or if i'm an amazing tipper but depending on how many people they bring right so right. like this last move like i said it was one and a half guys um, and then another guy was supposed to show up and he never did. So, um, like with the driver, but he had a, um, a physical disability. So he, he couldn't actually physically pick up stuff. Um, I gave them a hundred dollars each because they did everything like in that. Now the move before getting down there, um, they brought four guys with them and I gave them, I think $50 each cause they were each doing less. Um, right. but I, but I still bought them lunch and I still provided the cooler with all the drinks. I had Cokes in there and Gatorades and waters and all that stuff. Um, but for me, it, like, it looks, it depends on how many guys, how many guys they're bringing and how much stuff right. I have, you know, like this last move, I brought my lawn, my, uh, washer and dryer. I had a desk that had to go through a window. Like I had a lot of stuff that was wow. like unconventional, <laughs> you know, like they basically almost, uh, it was, it was interesting, but, um, but typically if it's like two to three guys, I'll do a hundred dollars a piece. Um, if it's more than two or three guys, then I typically break it up 50 to $75 each. So I think that's really generous. I think there was one thing that I heard and I was at an event and I think they said they base it on the, the tip on, and this is for someone that's tipping on how many, how many hours they do the job. They do the hours mm. of the job times yeah. X. So $10, if it's an eight hour job or five hours, you know, so that could be another benchmark. That's a great, yeah. Um, 
and I also kind of read the room when I'm talking to a client and hey, it's this kid moving from his home to his first apartment in the city. You know, you kind of know what you're getting and you're right. going to get maybe a case of beer and, and you know, things of that. So I kind of address the guys and they kind of see when I'm going there in person to be like, when I'm dispatching, it's like they kind of read the room. Yeah. They don't expect a tip at every job, which is kind of sad to say. Um, but, you know, like I said, they they appreciate if they do that. It's just little things like, you know, what I always tell clients is if you can give it to the guy specifically, you'd say like, thanks, Ed, thanks, John, mm -hmm. thanks, Steve. You know, it really means a lot to them. It's something small, but instead of just giving it to the driver, because some of these guys, you know, they I'll go back it. to the truck and, you know, to like physically see like, hey, thank you so much. It, yeah, it goes a lot further than you think, you know, it's incredibly important for me to learn their names. Uh, learn a little bit about them and not just because I'm like a total moving nerd and I love this shit, but, but because I want to make sure that like, I know like who they are, like if they have a family, right. I like, and it's not going to change the tip. I mean, if they're doing a phenomenal job, I'm always going to tip well. Um, but I always hand them the money physically. And I thank yeah. them physically because I am so grateful, especially now, like I just came off of, I ruptured three discs in my back and have four pinched nerves and I'm still like going through physical therapy. I, I personally cannot move physically the way I used to. I mean, granted right. I'm old now, but I mean, at the same time, like I, it, I risk re-injuring myself and that's significant. A lot of people have some sort of back injury or they don't yeah. like in my coaching, I go through robustness is like, so it's, it's called Fred is the framework and it's finances, robustness, which is mental and physical strength ecosystem and dreams. And so we start with your dreams and then we kind of reverse engineer you into what you're doing with finances, like how much the movers are going to cost, you know, to, and from their, your apartment, all like whatever it is that you have to prepare for. But when I go through robustness, we talk physically about like, okay, where are you mentally? You know, what experiences have you been in the past? Cause this, this can be traumatic. Like people don't realize this is one of those like unsung, you know, no one really talks about a move being like traumatic, but it, you physically oh, are transitioning yeah. and yeah. it, and in depending on the experience, like we'll go back to Frank, like it, it got so bad. Frank berated me for something that I, I didn't even know what he was talking about at the time. I think he had some, um, I think issues. he had some instability issues. That was a nice way to say it. But I, but, um, I said something because, um, because we were, we were seven hours in and we had to get somewhere. Like we had a, um, a nine hour drive ahead or eight. What did we have? We had an eight hour drive ahead of us. Um, and so we physically to get to the place that we were going to next, like now it's like seven o'clock at night. So now I have to get a hotel that night for myself and my, you know, my parents, and my brother, um, you know, so there were like all kinds of things that we had to do. And I'm, and I'm thinking in my head, like, I know this typically takes like five hours, um, but they didn't even have two of the rooms done and they hadn't touched the basement yet. So I know that's at least a couple more hours of getting things in. And right. I had a staging area. I had every box in the garage. And so That's he awesome. just kind of went out and like flipped out on me. Um, but so it can be incredibly stressful. And if you don't, if you're not mentally prepared for the stress of the day, that's one thing, but if you're physically not able to do it and you're not putting things where they need to, it's going to take longer. It's going to like, that's something that you need to be prepared for. Cause people don't think about that stuff. You know, what I, what I always try and preach to my drivers and, and it starts honestly from the first call. So I try and set the, uh, set the tone in a positive way, hand-holding way. Like, 
and is, and I try and make reiterate that to my guys when they're on the job is if you come in a bad mood, you had a bad night of sleep, you have X, Y, Z, you almost, you know, someone almost like swiped, swiped you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That, you know, yeah. You know, everything like that. And the client sees that. And like you said, they're very, their senses are already heightened. They're already anxious and stressed out. It just, you're, it's going to knock heads. Yep. Then my driver is going to call me. Then the customer is going to call me. So that's why I try and be in person when these guys, these trucks go out, because if they're, if I, you could tell if someone's having a bad day or, yeah. you know, and the customer is nervous and, you know, that just spirals out of control. Quickly. And as, and that's something that, you know, we pride ourselves on customer service. And, you know, a lot of things as movers, is like you said, is you're trusting us with a lot of your stuff. So the least that we can do outside of transporting your stuff is to, you know, have a smile on your face. And, you know, obviously not every customer is going to give you that smile or, you know, going to be exact, you know, all hyped up, ready to, to move. Yeah. But it should be for us to give that positive energy that homey feel that, Hey, Trust I know us. you're stressed out. This. Yeah. We got this, you know, and that's why, you know, we have those, you know, walkthroughs, we have, you know, those conversations. And like you said, these guys go right to work. And before you know it, the stuff's in the truck. You're like, all right, you know, you rip the bandaid off and, you know, okay, now we're, we're ready to move in. Yeah. Um, so I really preach on positive attitude you know, for us from the start, from the first call to the in-home is making sure that these, the customers are feeling in a good space because it can turn disastrous. And then like you hear with these horror stories of, you know, hostage moves where, you know, the movers have a bad taste in your mouth and guess what? They have all your stuff and guess what? You have to pay me to get your stuff. And if you yeah. don't, and now I can make, oh, well, now I want to charge you X because, they can make up whatever they reason can. they want. Yeah. And you can call the cops and the cops can be like, you signed this contract, you have to pay the mover and then you're screwed, you know? Yeah. yeah. So having a good dynamic between the customer and the mover and the moving team is, is huge. It's yeah, huge. It just makes the experience so much different than what you the, than the horror stories you hear about. But, um, yeah. but this has been great. We will definitely do a part two because I know there's so many other things that we need to talk Thanks. about. I mean, we've got we've got so many things that we could we could touch on. Um, yeah. but you are with topnotchmovingnj.com to find you. Um, how else can they find you? Social media, what's uh, your what's the yeah, best way to get We're on hold of social you? media at top notch move. We are on Facebook, top notch moving and storage LLC. Uh, please, please, please do not get us confused with top-notch movers in Jersey City. Can we say that? Yeah. Because it's- It's a different company. That, yeah, it's just yeah. a different company. Yeah. yeah. So uh, yeah, please, if you can just make sure you go and look for the NJ, um, look on our website. You have a picture of me on there and our guys. So um, yeah. more than happy to answer any questions you have. My email's on there. Um, excited for part two, guys. Yeah. And I will put your uh, information in the show notes. Uh, and if you are on my Monday mailer, when this comes out, you will also get it in the email uh, that I send out. So thank you so much, Ed, for being here. It's thank been such you. a pleasure. We're going to, we're going to have many more of these conversations. Um, but thank you so much for being here. Of course. Thank you. I'm excited to continue the conversation. Awesome.
Well, I could go on forever and ever about moving you closer to your dreams, but I probably should save some thoughts for the next episode. A big thanks goes out to you for making time for me today. And making time for me, you're making time for future you, and we're both grateful. If you enjoyed this content, please subscribe to the podcast, download the episodes, and leave me a five-star review. I would really appreciate it. In return, if you go to my website, marriottsonthemove.com, and register for the Monday Mailer, I'll send you a free Fred workbook to get your journey started. This is also where you can find all the show notes and all the ways to get in touch with me. A special thanks goes out to Rogue Media for its wisdom and partnership. Until next time, friends, keep moving forward towards your dreams. Oh, and the legal stuff. This podcast is presented solely for educational and entertainment purposes. I am a certified coach, not a licensed therapist, and this is not meant to replace the professional advice of a physician, psychotherapist, or other qualified professionals. This is solely my perspective based on my own experience and training. Okay, now it's over. For reals. Bye for now.